When I was younger, my dad told me this story from a hunting trip he went on in the Appalachian Mountains. He spent the majority of the day without seeing a thing and was ready to pack it up and leave when a white-tailed deer showed up. He shot it, but it ran away and he had to track it down. About half an hour later, he came across the downed animal after following a very distinct blood trail. Shortly after he began field dressing the deer, a group of four armed men in regular clothing walking through the forest approached him. He always describes them as mountain men when he tells the story. Anyways, one of the men told my dad that the deer was their kill and that he should leave. My dad, never one for confrontation, argued that he had just shot it and that he followed the blood trail all the way to the deer. At this point, the men unslung their rifles and pointed them at my dad, telling him that these are their mountains and that they'll be taking the deer. They made claims that people have hunting accidents all the time and how unfortunate it would be for him to have one. He left and called the police, which resulted in the responding officer telling my dad that there was nothing they could do about it because they don't want to have a fight on their hands with the locals. East Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen. I do a fair amount of archery hunting when the weather permits and trap rabbits about three times a year. I release them if they're pregnant, I used to be a vet technician and just. Nah can't do it baby bunnies are cute, sue me. But I think the craziest thing that ever happened was I was following some deer tracks, had been tracking the herd for a couple days, not planning on bagging one I just like to observe. So I'm hauling around a tree stand and my tent and bare essentials. Before my pup got cancer I would bring her but she's in chemo so it was a solo trip. I generally let her tell me when I wasn't noticing something but without her it got fairly creepy pretty quick. I notice I'm losing the light and rub my face in frustration. And am suddenly waking up. I was just. Laying down. With my tent and everything all set up. Firewood under me, ouch, and a rip in my jacket, nothing else to show for it except that it was way darker than before. I check my watch. I've got roughly three hours to sunrise. When slash who set up my tent. They did it differently than I normally do, okay it's kinda just oilcloth and rope I travel light, but it wasn't in my usual formation. The zippers on my pack were all open, I was grasping my, sheathed, field blade in my left hand, I'm right-handed? To this day it unsettles me. One winter when I was homeless in college I had a mouse crawl into my tarp hideout, it was pouring down buckets, it practically swam to get under the tarp and it just sat there gasping and shivering. I gave it a cracker and it sat with me. I eventually fell asleep for a few hours. When I woke it was gone but a little pile of grass and a twig with a berry on it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Business, unfortunately, was where the mouse had been. Kind of always thought of it as a thank you. I was hunting with my uncle. Someone's private field backs up to a public mountain to hunt on. My uncle followed a deer through the field but shot it once it hit the mountain. He was sure he killed it but the deer ran up in the trees. Some guys drove their truck up to us and said this is private property and we can't hunt there. So we were confused and just drove up more on the mountain and walked through the snow to look for the deer. We couldn't find him anyway and when we were done for the day there was blood on the road. So those guys stole our deer. This happened to me hunting in the mountains behind my house in Vermont. I was walking on the old logging road where I went almost every day. Less than a mile from my house probably. I was walking along with my newly acquired Mossberg 500 that I saved up for by mowing my neighbor's lawn for the summer. It was late fall and not many leaves were on the trees at the time. I remember thinking it was very quiet and I started feeling a little uneasy. Then I just froze. And everything in me said to run, so I ran all the way home as fast as I could. It was in my gut. It was weird. I was a 12-year-old with a shotgun should have felt pretty secure in being able to defend myself from most anything. I do know growing up in Vermont was weird. I haven't told this to anyone but my brother because he knows where this place is. There are remote cypress swamps along the Pearl River in central Mississippi, and some of them become inaccessible due to flooding during hunting season. The remoteness of some of these places create ideal situations for a hunter willing to put in the extra effort, and I have hunted these woods and swamps for years and know them well. Even though it's a bad idea, when I was younger I was confident enough to hunt back in there alone. One afternoon during duck season, a front was coming in and I knew if I could get to Deal Island that it would be a good day. I put on my chest waders and rode my four-wheeler down an overgrown logging trail in the swamp to the edge of the flood. I waded a couple of sloughs and got to a particular honey hole where I could slay them. I did, and it was good. But when it came time to wade back out, I got a sense of unease that I could not explain. The weather was odd because even though the temp was dropping and a front was expected, everything was absolutely still and quiet. If you have ever been alone in a swamp at night you will know what I mean, but everything is different when you can only see what's in the cone of light from your flashlight. I wasn't worried because my light was good and, hell, I was carrying a 12-gauge shotgun. But, still, something kept making the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I was being watched and I could feel it. Sound carries funny in the swamp but the sloshing noises I was making was the only thing I could hear. It was echoing back to me in funny ways, and when I stopped to adjust the strap on the bag of decoys, the sloshing echo did not stop when it should have. 
Okay. There is something else in the swamp. No big deal. Some deer or hog will realize I am human in a minute and move away. Except it didn't. I would move for a bit and then stop and listen. The sound of something else out there would also stop but it was getting closer. Not normal. The cone of my flashlight made the trees and tangled brush cast long, scraggly shadows that moved with me as I tried to hurry out of the swamp. My knuckles were turning white on that Remington 870 and I was wishing it was loaded with something heftier than number 2 steel shot. I noticed a very bad smell, like skunk except much worse and stopped again to listen and shine my light around. I noticed how the shadows continued to move but holy crap I'm not moving why are the goddamn shadows moving? A limb snapped and when I spun around to face it, something that was not there made a soft hissing noise. The beam of my light just, ended in a shape of nothingness that was not there. A breath of stench hit my face and I heard that hissing sound again and I got the f out of that. I was shaking and drenched in sweat when I got back to the truck, and those woods did not feel like my woods anymore. When I say it was something that was not there, that is the only way I can describe it. My light hit it, and there was shadow behind it, but there was nothing there. Something in that swamp scared the crap out of me, and I do not want to know what it was. I've told this story before. But at my property we built an outhouse that I regularly shit in when camping, hunting, etc. and have no qualms shitting in under normal circumstances. Now, on Memorial Day my friends, family and I all camp out at the property for the weekend and on the second to last day have a huge bonfire, talking like 40 plus foot flames, in the main field, drink some beers, sing some songs and pretty much just have a good time. One such bonfire I scurried off down the half-mile trail back to camp where the outhouse is to do my business. Mid-dump I hear frantic scurrying and a hissing noise underneath me. I stand right the f up spin around and come face to face with a raccoon in the bottom of the shitter, that I had presumably just shat on. I noped out of there, pulled up my pants and then all out booked it back to the fire to recount the turn of events I had just endured. Few summers ago I was hiking up a trail I have hiked probably dozens of times. I would do this for cardio after going to the gym when I was fit, it's about a half hour up and down if you're really pushing yourself, almost all stone stairs but a few level areas until the next round of stairs to the top, very wooded area. One morning in the summer after my boyfriend and I went to the gym he headed off to work and I headed to my spot to hike. Not very many people hike here because it's not easy, even slowly walking it can be sweat inducing. So I pull in and a few cars are parked. So I start off and about halfway up I get the you need to turn around and leave right now feeling. I had headphones in and was in the zone, being careful not to get lazy and possibly fall so I haven't been paying any attention to my surroundings, other than the stairs and where I'm placing my feet. I get to a level spot. Take out my headphones and look around, I see someone behind me a ways, I decide I'll wait let them pass so I'm not in their way. They don't get any closer and are sort of hanging out now. That you need to go feeling gets stronger so I decide to haul ass up the trail and come down the back way and loop around to my car and get the f out as soon as possible. 
Now that day was leg day but I'm flying up the stairs, not stopping at all. I start to pray that someone else is on this trail and that if I see them I will try and stick close to them, I look back and the man is closer. I start to really freak out and but I try to put off the don't F with me energy while practically running to get away from whomever was behind me. I get to the final turn and almost run over another guy on the trail, I don't know him but he went to the same gym we went to, he was in front of me so I decided to slow my pace and hang out behind him with an earshot. We get to the top and I sit down to rest feeling less scared because someone else is there. Creepy dude goes down the trail the back way and as soon as he is out of sight I book it down the way I came. Got in my car, went home and I haven't really hiked or gone for a run since. Now I could have been overreacting but this dude gave me the creeps and turned it to 11. Few months go by and one night around 7 pm. I was at the gym by myself until creepy dude shows up. I start to gather my things to leave because I don't want to be alone with him. My gut is telling me to leave now. Creep looks like he's coming closer to me. I'm getting towards the door and the same dude who I followed from the trail comes in the door and I scoot over to let him in and run to the locker room to grab my keys and leave. Come to find out creepy dude lived across the road from my old apartment. I would joke, but not really, about it to my boyfriend saying if I ever go missing search his house first. I've met a few people who put off weird energy but I have never got that get away feeling from anyone or anything more than I have with that creepy dude. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've moved and switched gyms. Not due to him, but I'm glad we're not neighbors anymore.
My brother and I once went out to a dilapidated bush hut that once belonged to a mean old farmer my dad grew up around, right out in the middle of nowhere, but now seemed to be inhabited by some heavy drinkers who I can only assume were not in their right minds considering the condition and location of the place. Hunting isn't really a thing in the area or in Australia in general. There was always a really bad vibe there but it was much worse this time. We found a little cooking hut next to the house and what we saw inside is the reason we've never been back to our favorite campsite since. There was a fire pit, about 4 by 1.5 with a heavy grate over the top, big enough to roast a wild boar or a small kangaroo easily. Next to the pit, which looked like it had been last used fairly recently, was a tree stump with a Christmas cookbook on it, and both in and next to the ashes, we found clothes that appeared to be from a two to three year old girl, a sock, pajamas, and I believe, a little hat. There was no way anyone would have brought a young child out here for any good reason, and there was no way anyone inhabiting that house should have been anywhere near a kid. We legged it the F out of there and eventually calmed down about it after a few months. I talked to my bro about it last week and he said only squatters who had a car to get beer from town or people who needed to be impossible to find would be living there, and the only way he can see them having children's clothes in the fire is if they had abducted a child from a nearby popular campsite with ill intentions. I will look for any articles about missing persons in the area and report back, but that shit changed us both forever. When I was 15 I was hunting in the Colorado Rockies for elk. We were about 12 to 15 miles up a mountain no cell service nothing. I had been up there two times before this incident took place. I was out with my uncle when we heard a woman scream curious and a little frightened we decided to head to check it out. We were hiking over a ridge for about 10 minutes when we saw bloody clothing a t-shirt and shorts nothing else. No footprints or anything to indicate where the, the scream had gone. We high-tailed it back to camp and began to pack up it being our last two days. We packed out the next day and went to the ranger service gave them the location of the scene and that was it they asked a few questions and said they would follow up with us. We never heard anything. My father. He was in his early 30s deer hunting in Western Mass, 1980s. He was a few miles out from the main road when he came across a frozen human corpse. Immediately hiked out and called the authorities. Apparently a few miles away there was a camp for the mentally challenged, a woman had run off and got lost. My dad never did go hunting again after that. I went quail hunter about 10 years ago with my stepdad and his friend. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere next to the Colorado River on the California side. We thought we were alone and one night we hear this girl screaming in the distance. It startled us, so we grabbed our shotguns and walked toward this screaming. We roll up on this camp about a quarter of a mile away and it is this guy and we presumed his girlfriend. She is visibly distraught. He about shit his pants when three guys roll up with shotguns. He asked if everyone is okay and she just was looking at the ground and said she was fine and they were just having an argument. 
The next morning we wake up at like 4 a.m. to start the day's hunt and we walk past their camp to check on them again and they were gone. We never heard them leave. I hope that girl is okay. Like 10 years ago my girlfriend and me were camping out around that area and she had just found out she left her tent at home. Then three armed with shotgun dudes stroll up and begin interrogating us. It was mad creepy and we noped the F Oda there. Think they were backwoods freaks or something. Not going camping near Colorado River again. I hunt and camp, and I'm not afraid of the woods. I still go solo backpacking. Back when I was in my early 20s I went camping slash hunting by myself in northern Georgia near a town called Hiawassee. Camp was a mile or two down a sketchy dirt road, and I hiked up a mountain to a spot I liked to hunt another half mile or so. Anyway, it started to get dark and it started to snow and I didn't see any deer. So I gathered my gear and decided to head back to camp. When I got up and turned around I was about 15 yards away from the biggest black bear I've ever seen. We locked eyes and I froze. Easily a 500 pounds or more bear. All I had was my 12 gauge slugger. Thankfully the bear turned and ran away. I slept in my car that night as I was alone out there. And for a while I was afraid of camping alone that deep in the woods. I was out hunting and I christened my missin with its first deer so I was feeling good. Once the deer was dressed I threw it in the back of my truck because we butcher out at our farm. I sat down in my house and had a beer when I started hearing all these shrill voices outside, and I figured it was right near my truck so I tactically shit my pants, grabbed my nugget and went outside expecting battle, only to find a bunch of 10 year old girls outside my truck looking in the bed. What? I find out that the neighbor's kids were having a slumber party and my mom for some reason called my neighbor and told them I had a deer in my truck so they all came to behold the spectacle I guess. I was camping on a reservation and walked up to the lake from the campground. It was a 20 minute walk to the lake, to the left there was a destroyed and decaying elevated wooden path through a dead swamp and to the right the pipe from the water station at the lake. When we got to the lake all the animal noises had stopped. The lake was tan and stained and pitch black. The trees were all burned or dead and the dock was floating not attached to anything. We went on the dock and while I stayed on the dock, the other two went and took the shitty one or row boat out into the water. Whole time absolute silence and my gut screaming danger. It took them a while to paddle back to the dock but they were freaking out too. So we hightailed it out of there and once we were halfway back we left the silence and immediately heard birds. I took a few steps back and it was basically silence. Few steps forward and birds. Not exactly an encounter, but creepy nonetheless. There are Bigfoot sightings and reports around the time I was there though. So who knows? I grew up on the New Mexico reservation. I'm white my stepfather is Navajo. Anyway, it's really rocky desert, mountain-like area. 
Like the Grand Canyon but smaller. No white people go out there. The Navajos back then really hated white people. You can walk all day and never see anyone. I was on my horse hunting and came to this circle-like depression in the sandstone and sand like someone made it a long time ago. There was no sound from animals around it no lizards on the rocks no bugs. It was scaring the crap out of my horse. He was screaming jumping kicking and I couldn't get him to calm down. So I got him away from there and tied him up to a pinion tree in sight. I went to check it out with a weapon of course. It was just a big circle about a foot deep and it looked like something was built there but very very long ago. I came back with friends and their horses and dogs. The horses did the same thing and the dogs just stayed on top of the hill whining. No one had any idea what it was but when we told our parents we were told to stay away from it. The only thing I could find out was that the Navajos and other Indians would put people and children who could not contribute to the tribe in a pit-like circle to die from the elements. A long time ago if you were crippled or mentally challenged and couldn't hunt or farm no one was going to support you or take care of you. In the 70s and 80s growing up I had hours of chores every day even though I was going to school too. Exploring out there was amazing. I've seen things that no one would believe. Mine is a simple thing that should never be. 20 miles north of the Canadian border on Ketiko, boundary waters above Minnesota. Mile-long portage. Long day of paddling and lugging gear. Huge storm bearing down on us and hucking to get to camp ASAP. We all walked the same trail and everyone approached and passed under two pine trees leaning against each other. Not old trees. Healthy 25-foot trees and not leaning from the base. Both snapped off about halfway up, same place on each. And perfectly resting on each other over the trail. No other signs of wind damage, and even if there was wind-blown tree snaps around, they'd all normally be facing the same way. Nope. Just two pine trees defying everything about the natural order of things. We all just hucked the gear to the next lake, put in, and nobody said shit. Not a thing you want to dwell on when it's the first of seven days that far removed from society and on some real native land. It's enough to see a pile of moose bones perfectly layered in the woods. Or a single burned birch tree stump with no other burns around. Those can maybe be explained. But the pines? Just keep walking. In high school my buddies and I used to boat at Lake Powell during the summers, would camp at Lone Rock and hang out in Page, Arizona at night. One night a local took us to the trading post on the edge of a reservation down there. On the way our teenage tour guide was trying to spook us with some crazy native stories, telling us about the old medicine men and the Lone Rider. We had already heard of some bad omens, like a coyote crossing your path but none of us were very superstitious. When we arrive we find ourselves around several abandoned buildings, half falling apart but still had a few walls standing. It was dark at 2 am, but you could see some graffiti and broken bottles on the ground. The structures weren't very tall, but instead were built down into holes in the ground. 
One building we're told was where a child had died after being locked in when her parents left and never returned. We all feel a little eerie but jokingly try to startle each other or pretend we heard something from inside one of the dark buildings. The local who took us out there was playing along, until she bolted for the car and screamed at us to get in, so we did. We peel out and once we're back on the road we are asking what happened, but she just says she doesn't want to get in any trouble, and it's bad luck to talk about it. We think she's trying to draw us into some scary story but she is not happy and not interested in talking about it. Once we're back in town we're all hyped up and teasing about what happened, we head to the Wahweep resort to sneak into the hot tubs. I go searching for an unlocked maid's closet in one of the buildings to find some towels and while crossing the parking lot I see what looked to me like someone's pet husky, but it's bigger, brown, and has a smaller head. Just watching me. It's a ways away, and I figured the owner was close by, so I think nothing of it. I return with towels and while we're all chillin' in the hot tub five feet apart, two giant owls land on the perimeter fencing behind us. Nothing too crazy, I'm the only who takes notice, but it seems a little out of sorts, and these birds are big. The next day we meet a native at the Taco Bell and we're telling him about our adventure, and he warns us of the skinwalkers. Tells us they don't like their territory being invaded and mocked. He cautioned us that they track their enemies disguised as coyotes, or owls. Anyways, I don't go on late night reservation trips anymore. So a few years ago I went camping with my dad about a quarter mile off the trail. As we were cooking food a baby bear wander into the small clearing. We were a bit freaked out but it was probably more scared of us so it wandered away. Important later. We left a campsite to hike a bit and when it started to get dark we traveled back to our campsite. We realized we hadn't marked it in any way and spent a while looking for it. We heard some growling like really loud and we freaked. We started to walk on the trail back to the car with my dad holding our only flashlight. We hear a growl closer this time. Not super close but close enough we started to run. By then it was pitch black other than the flashlight. As I ran I heard my dad drop the flashlight. He found it but only one of the batteries was still in it. I was thinking this definitely felt like a basic horror plot. We ran pretty fast the few miles back to the car and drove home. We came back the next day and searched all day, couldn't find it. We came back the next weekend still couldn't find it. The next weekend my dad went by himself and found it. He brought the stuff home. The tent had claw marks through it and all the food that we hadn't yet hung in a tree was eaten. Not super scary but I haven't gone camping since. I live in a suburban neighborhood. Enough wooded area to shoot every once in a while but dense enough of a population that you pay attention. One evening, just before dark, while working in the yard I hear a few shots through a small patch of woods beside my yard. Nothing unusual, sounds like a small caliber pistol. Then I hear that oh zing of a passing bullet. Then I hear another round shredding grass as it skips across my yard. I moved from behind my truck to behind the front wheels and waited. 
After I counted six shots and heard a long pause I broke for the house, called my wife inside from out back reached for my pistol then changed my mind, grabbed a rifle, and went to the garage and waited. I was furious and was legit ready to dump 30 rounds down range the instant I heard one more round fly my way. They didn't fire another shot and I finally calmed down. The next day I walked down to where the shooting was coming from and find a woman that bought a pistol because somebody broke into her place and she was teaching herself how to use it, shooting at a dirt wall that had a rock vein the bullets ricocheted off as they skipped over the hill and through my yard. She was very apologetic but shit nearly went sideways for her that night. Not a hunter, but a wildlife biologist. I do a lot of work in Northern Cali and Oregon, and during the summer I work nights. I'm female and do most of the work solo. Last summer I was hiking in deep woods in Northern Cali, about an hour and half from my truck with no cell service. Around 1.30 am I had finished up surveys and was heading back when I suddenly smelled something odd. I continued up the steep hill and as I came over the top I was suddenly on the edge of a large camp. The area was cleared and I could see several tents and UTVs, and trash everywhere. That weird smell? It was a porta potty, I could also see a fire pit with several figures sitting around it. I stopped dead, immediately dropped to the ground and scrambled behind a tree. I was close enough to hear some mumbled conversation and occasional loud laughter. The only reason there would be a camp that far into the wilderness would be to grow weed illegally. These people can be very violent, and many people involved in the industry go missing every year. Women especially can be swept into sex trafficking, never to be seen again. I got out my spot device, GPS locator and satellite messaging, and sent my location and situation to my supervisor. I crawled as quietly as possible back down the hill before retracing my steps to take a long way around. My adrenaline ran high until I got to the safety of my truck, and I crashed hard and cried on the phone to my supervisor. That was one of the more terrifying moments in my career. I've had several encounters alone with large predators, but nothing is scarier than encountering a group of strangers alone in the deep woods. I was camping for just one night before going to the Boundary Waters for several days. Woke up in the middle of the night in my solo tent to something sniffing and poking its nose uncomfortably close to my head from outside the tent. At first I thought it might be a raccoon or something but as I came out of my sleepy state realized with the next sniff the thing that made it was a probably a black bear. The nose indenting my tent side was far too big for a raccoon or coyote and it made some deep bassy sniffs. Laid there almost paralyzed in fear because this snout indenting my tent wall was about 6 to 8 inches from my face. I slowly reached over for my bear spray, obviously a terrible idea to blast while in a tent, but hell, I had no other recourse within arm's reach. The next time I saw the nose poke at my tent I hit it hard with my fist and yelled a bunch. Scared it off. But goddamn did that scare the hell out of me. I'm always super careful about stowing away food and such and had none in my tent or nearby on the site either. 
spent a week with the Shuar family in the Amazon about 15 miles from Chone, Ecuador. Little background, three of us gringo medical-slash-pre-medical students were staying with them on a medical education rotation, learning about traditional remedies. It was a blast. We stayed in A in a separate shelter from the family, and the walls of our shelter was decorated with giant snake skins and tigra skins. Those beasts that had wandered too close to camp over the years. The jungle is a loud place to sleep. Millions of animals and insects clamor all night long and it blends into a sort of peaceful cacophony. After the gunshot rang out at 3 a.m., the cacophony was gone. Absolute silence. It was the scariest sound I had ever heard. We clung to my two inches knife telling ourselves that it would protect us from whatever was coming. We cowered across from the entrance to our shelter awaiting what was to come. Certain a tiger was lurking, or that our lovely hosts had decided they were sick of us. We sat and shivered through the night. The silence was terrifying. When the sun rose and we finally felt confident enough to venture outside. It turned out an unlucky capybara wandered through camp during the night. Poor Lil Bugger got shot in the face at 3 a.m. and was the first meat we had eaten all week by 7 a.m. Tasted like greasy venison. I'll never forget that night, or that lovely family. Feeling of being watched, or stalked. Sudden pit in your stomach, hair stands up, a feeling that something is wrong and you need to get the F out of there. If you get that feeling it's best to get out. There's a sort of primordial gut sense that our ancestors had and we still have some of it today. So, my story. I got this feeling like crazy going for a trail run a few years back. Snowstorm incoming but still a number of hours away so everything was deathly still, and at dusk, so I had my headlamp knowing I was coming back after dark. Gorgeous evening for a run in a forest I am extremely familiar with. I got a kilometer in and that feeling just careened into me, going from hey, kinda uneasy to paralyzed in about 10 seconds. Sudden urge to pee. Completely unwilling to move, every leaf crunch was like thunder. Thing is my brain filled it in with a vision of what was up. My brain gave me this mental image of an indistinct predator on the other side of the small hill ahead of me, it knew I was here, it was looking for a snack just before the snow came in and it was just waiting. I felt like prey and now I know what deer feel like when they get caught in headlights. It was the freakiest thing, it felt like predator slash prey mind meld. I tried for a second to be like oh, I'm just paranoid and tried to take a couple steps forward and it felt like a physical brick wall in front of me. Couldn't do it, not a chance. I got out there after standing dead still for like two minutes. No birds, no squirrels, no small creatures bumbling in the leaves. Ended up walking back down the trail feeling like my neck and back were on fire. Sprinted the last hundred yards to my car. Felt way better in my car but the feeling didn't fully dissipate until I was about a mile away. I've never gotten that sensation on that segment of trail, or in those woods, really, since. Even my long rainy dark swamp night runs aren't anywhere near that. My brain may have just run away with my imagination there but I'm okay with that. I'd rather listen on the off chance I'm right.
Not hunting, but camping in the mountains about 10 years ago or so. I went camping with my girlfriend and my ex-girlfriend, I know, weird, but we were all friends. We were all sleeping in the tent, and I'm suddenly awakened by a huge noise right outside the tent. I immediately freeze in total panic because I can just tell that it is something huge and not good. Now, in the forest sometimes a tiny squirrel can sound like a damn mountain lion with how much noise some animals can make, but this was big. I could hear the thuds of the footsteps and branches breaking around the tent. I held my breath in panic, because one of our dumb asses had brought beef jerky into the tent. I didn't want to move or breath it was so close I didn't want it to hear me. Finally after what felt like an eternity, it wandered off and I took a deep breath and just cuddled the shit out of my girlfriend. A week later, a boy was dragged out of his tent in the same area and eaten by a bear. I know in my gut what I heard that night was that bear, and to this day I get uneasy camping, and I sure as hell don't allow food or even smelly clothes in the tent. Brother and I realized we were the ones being hunted once. Overwhelming sense of foreboding and beyond silence, no bird song or insects chirping, nothing was there except this presence, above and oddly behind us, the whole time we were out. Light started to fade and we hadn't seen a thing, plus we're edgy by now, so we turned in, stopping to glass a dam on the way back and check for animal sign, lots of deer wallows and tree scratchings, shit loads of tracks in the mud by the dam, the owner asked us to find proof if he had feral pigs on the property or not. Anyway, cut it short, found the biggest feline footprints we have ever seen, about the size of my fist, less the claws, surrounding the dam. We were in its kitchen and it was not happy. We were also in Australia where there are no big cats. Well, there was an incident which taught me to regularly make what is called a J-turn, to watch slash check by back trail. I was scouting a distant group of hills along an inaccessible river, no docks for miles. There were past rumors of mountain lions being back in there, though all the eastern breeds are supposedly not existence anymore. There had been a light snow before dawn, but it didn't hinder me from walking way back, and cresting the highest hill top where I could see the big bend of the river. For whatever reason, I decide to circle the tippy top of this hill before going back down, where I could then pick up my old trail where I walked inwards. When I completed my circling, I came back down but immediately but stopped dead. There were a second set of prints right next to my steps, big paw prints. As I sat watching that river, there was a fucking big cat sitting somewhere, watching me. Now, heading back down, I had lost the high ground, and the pursuit position was now in his favor. I made J turns every 300 yards on the way back. I make J turns on the way in, and out, of every area I hunt if it is in a remote location. And yes, I seen dogs, deer, and even men following my paths before. My buddy and I decided to do a Halloween ride up a supposedly haunted trail at night. As we were making our way back to the main road I see a car parked to the right side of the trail with the lights on. 
I thought it was kind of weird that I would see a sedan parked in a dirt road so far out in the middle of nowhere. We pull ahead of the car and stop our bikes. When we look back there was nothing. No car. Just darkness. I could see how wide my friend's eyes were from inside his helmet. I asked him if he saw a car parked to the side, he said yes. Then I got the most uncomfortable chilly feeling and my eyes began to water. I felt like I was going to cry and I felt every goosebump on my skin. I remember the sound or the lack of it. No animals, no insects, I just heard the ringing in my ear. My friend told me that we had to leave but I couldn't move I think I was in shock or something. He told me again and this time I heard the fear in his voice, he sounded like a little kid. We both hoped on our bikes and rode as quickly as we could back onto the main road. I wasn't hunting. But there is an ice road in northern Alberta that is only open for three to four months of the year when the rivers freeze over. Anyway I took the road rather than flying up to a remote community where I was working on a project. It was bizarre. First of all there is no light except for your vehicles, it's crazy for your GPS to be like I have no idea man, I think you're in a river. Anyway I pulled over to take a leak, it was in the evening so you couldn't see much. Midstream I had a weird danger shudder and jumped back in my truck. Like 15 seconds later I saw a couple of lynx or minks come strolling by and were sniffing around my truck. They aren't huge, but I have no doubt they could have taken me down. So I ended up peeing in an empty bottle. I live on a small 5-acre hobby farm, nestled amongst a bunch of other 5-ish acre farms and homesteads. Not the suburbs, but not exactly deep woods either. Last year, some asshole in a pickup truck pulled over on the road beside my house and started shooting into the forested area of my property. I was just sitting at the kitchen table when I heard a huge gunshot. I thought it might have been a backfire, but then it happened again. I ran outside and could just see the guy through our hedge. He had a very big rifle and was pointing it and shooting at my goats. One my my goats is slim and brown and looks a bit like a deer, but dude. There are houses and people all over the place here. Part of me wanted to march over to him and rip him a new one. But the other part of me did not want to become a tragic headline so I just snuck closer to get a better look, but he got back in the truck and drove away. Turns out, one of my neighbors was outside and right in the line of fire. He ducked behind a tree to avoid being shot. We called the cops, but unfortunately never managed to get a license plate number. <laughs> 